0: It is what it is. I mean, I get the frustration. I'm, I'm frustrated myself. I'm giving myself until You're Montreal. You're frustrated. Get out of here. I man. am. I am. I He's am. Cashing those checks. Shut up. Bill Neville got coach of the match of the week of whatever. Phil Neville for president. It's sure, okay to say this guy isn't working out because he was obviously not working out. Which, by the way, no question about it. I am ready to get hurt again.
1: Chris. The Herons are back, and Neville is out. <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode number sixty of the Batter Herons podcast—an impromptu emergency podcast. This wasn't planned. We kind of just put this together once we heard the news, and uh, I figured Chris would want to get some thoughts out because Chris is Neville Defender number one. So, Chris, how are you doing, sir?
0: I mean, this is—it's like I just tweeted out right now. This is a bloodbath. They're getting—they got rid of him. They got rid of the of uh, Jason Christ, Like, who, who's gonna who's who's gonna coach this team? Who's gonna coach this team? Huh? Uh, actually, I believe they already announced it. It's gonna be Javier Morales. Yeah, I mean, I I know. Yes, yes, they announced it. Oh, but like, oh, what, what's oh, it was a rhetorical
1: what, question. I apologize. Yes,
0: it's a, yeah, correct. I mean, who is who is this guy? Right? I mean, we uh, got he people.
1: he ran the youth academy. He's the one that he's coached Kramashi and David Ruiz and Ascona. Like, he's got experience with the young kids. I'm assuming that's why they chose him.
0: Look, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not that they chose him. They had nobody else left, right? I mean, they probably... Uh, I'm like, assuming they could have gone Jason Christ. No, they couldn't because they told him to kick rocks too. Either exactly. that or he left, right? So, nah, like, everybody was left. crying about Jason Christ filling in for him, and now we don't even have that. So, uh, what are we doing here? We got to fill in. I mean, is Messi coming to coach? Is he coming to play? Like, what's <laughs> happening here? You know? Is that what's going to break the news in, in a week? Messi's going to coach the team now. David Beckham's going to come back.
1: Well, uh, obviously, a peek behind the curtain. We usually have a uh, a rundown of topics that we want to touch on and stuff like that. We just jumped on here. So this is going to be a little all over the place. But let's oh, yeah. try to organize organize ourselves. Yeah. So. Uh, last time we were here, we, didn't, we weren't going to have an episode this week, right? Because our kids' birthdays were earlier this week. We figured Wednesday game, let's just start up again on Monday. But um, with this, we had to jump on. So let, let's try to organize ourselves. So let's start. You said if they lost to Montreal, you'll probably be on the Neville Laup train. Yeah. And then they lost to Montreal. We didn't record. Didn't really ask you too much about soccer. I right? we were just having fun with our kids. But then yesterday, he lost to the Red Bulls. And at that point, Montreal and Red Bulls, two bad losses. I, I feel like you should have been on the train, but I talked to you after the game, and you really weren't. So, Chris, do you think this was uncalled for? Do you really think it was not time? Because you weren't the only person that was supporting uh, Phil Neville staying. There were a few people there. But after every loss over this last four-game losing streak, I felt like the tide was turning for everyone to the point where – They put up that banner yesterday, which, you know, we, you and I had talked about something similar and not you, but I had suggested it. You weren't with it because you, you love Neville, but, um, that everybody was like turning on him. And I don't mean it in a bad way from everything I hear. He's a nice guy, right? Everybody that says it, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. And I bet he is a nice guy. So I don't want to shit on his character or anything like that. But I think there was, it was time for a change. Do you not agree that it was time for some type of change?
0: i don't agree because you said two bad losses i don't consider the loss against the red bulls a bad loss but he lost
1: 10 out of the last 13 chris
0: all right but you see but the thing is we can't say two bad losses and then all of a sudden put all of this grouping together and i'm wiping my tears i'm wiping my tears with phil neville check steven just in case you were wondering okay (laughs) um the last game to me it wasn't uh it wasn't fault by Neville. He played the best players possible. His formation worked well in the first 45 minutes. The pace was perfect. Like I, I didn't see anything that screamed Phil Neville's fault. So no,
1: let's be clear. Yesterday in the first half, they looked like they were playing better than usual offensively. Yes. Because it seemed like they were creating, and Campana missed the penalty. There were some missed opportunities there. So I understand that they had a decent first half, yeah, although they still didn't have a shot on target outside of that penalty shot. and then in the second half, they did nothing. So Chris, if you're gonna defend them 10 games out of 13 lost, then you're gonna defend him because he had one good half. It makes no sense. It, it was time for a change. And again, I understand that a lot of this isn't on him. Yeah, I, I do think that he does hold some blame because I do think, that playing the whole possession ball, short passes with this team, it just didn't work. But it's not all on him because he did lose two key players in his midfield. And once that
0: happened, everything was downhill. But at some point, there needs to be a change. And and look, I'm not disagreeing with the fact that there might have been a need to make a change. But if we're going to make a change, I think that we need to be better prepared, right? I mean, we have Steve Munoz chiming in with his cabecito en mano. Neville Fuera, right? But then JV brings up a perfect point, right? Time for change. But now we have the number three coach that's in charge. He's not even the two assistant coaches. So, like, you know, we made the change that everybody wants, that everybody's been asking for, for apparently since the moment he stepped into this team. But then now you we're kind of seeing that, we got a guy, a rando. I I, I don't want not a rando. I mean, look, I don't want to say that this guy's a nobody, but like, come on, he helped like, build our academy. Morales, I'm I'm reading up our, on him. Uh huh. One of the strengths for
1: Into Miami right now is our academy, and he helped build that. He has experience with Kramashi, with Ascona, with uh, David Ruiz. Noah Allen like he he's helped build this academy that's the reason they brought him up to the first team is because they wanted to start the youth movement and they wanted somebody that that knows these guys to kind of be the bridge between them and Neville Neville could be like what's this guy good at what's uh, what's this guy doing here and there so that's why he was brought up so I think he's the perfect person he now has time spent with the veteran players and he has experience with the young players So I think that he is the perfect person to kind of take the reins more than anything, not only because of the youth movement, but because he's probably the easiest person to move out once they bring in the permanent coach, because he's an interim coach. Nobody expects him to be the coach here long-term. So I think he was the perfect stopgap. Like it's okay. He, He understands the role. He understands that he's an interim coach and that when they finally find the permanent coach, that he could probably step aside and be assistant coach again and keep uh, coaching the young guys. So I think that that's why this guy was the perfect guy. Jason Christ is an experienced veteran coach. He's won an MLS Cup. He doesn't want to be a stopgap. He's okay being an assistant coach, but he doesn't want to be an interim coach and then have to move aside when Tata comes here in a couple months. Like, you can't do that to somebody like Jason Christ. He has too much pedigree.
0: I mean, so what? Are we going to bring in uh, Federico Iguaín if this guy doesn't pan out?
1: No, I think that this because guy I, is gonna be the guy that stays there until we find our permanent head coach.
0: I, don't, I just don't understand how people can start saying this guy is gonna be that guy when that guy is a no guy. I have Nobody's no idea. He's that guy can that come guy. and punch me in the face, and I will have no idea who this guy is. Absolutely you know none. What? And I appreciate
1: that you said that because it gave me like a minute, and I will have a picture of him up. So just in case, no, you're I, probably found, not the only I found one. a picture. I. I found a picture of this okay. guy. He's, well, uh, so now you know. If
0: he, so, if, so if he punches you in the face, then you do know who he is. So stop talking crap. I mean, I I kind of will, but not really. Like, who are you, guy? You're a nobody. Like, come on. No,
1: he, everybody's he played you know, for Ralph Salt Lake.
0: You know what so the crazy part is? He has experience is every, as a player in MLS. Uh-huh, go ahead. Everybody everybody that talked about getting, getting uh, Neville out. All brought up names and names and names and names. So many coaches available, Tata and all these other people. But now, I mean, yeah, look, this guy's kind of a cutie pie, whatever, you know. But <laughs> aside from that, I mean, we're talking about that's Javier really, Morales
1: for those that don't know. He's our new interim coach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For the people listening in on an, an audio, that we just put yeah, up a right. picture of this baddie. And uh, look, I, I personally, just looking at this, when you're making a change like this, you got to be prepared. And if we're bringing I in interim coaches and assistant to assistants, I mean, we're talking about, we're basically hiring Dwight Shrew. That's what we're doing. Dwight Shrew no, I... is, running, is running the show now.
1: Right, let, Dwight let, Shrew let, running the show. Let,
0: let's talk about the elephant in the room, though
1: what's the elephant in the room Well, we've been trying to avoid for the last couple of months on this show Messi everybody's talking wow. about how in the next couple days or maybe week or two it's gonna be a decision made we always said that Messi would probably be the guy that chooses the next coach and now I I not to toot my own horn but I will toot my own horn I'm gonna play might, back a, a clip from December he might be the 4th. next
0: coach. He might be the next coach. How about that? Yeah. This,
1: this was one of our episodes from December 1st, right? Of last year when nobody was really listening. So it's kind of talking about. theory, Wilson. Uh, my theory was he got a one year contract because I think there's a possibility mm-hmm. that Messi comes and they're going to let Messi choose who the coach is. That's my theory. Now, this is my other theory that I've just added on to. You just I think give that Martins, up. Right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm just making it up. I think Data Martinez ends up coming and coaching the into Miami team. Now that he's out of Mexico, this guy over here, he he has a history. He (laughs) He has a history. I've been saying Tata since I found out that Neville signed the one year contract because everybody's like, oh no, but Neville's going nowhere. Beckham and the front office love him, they care about him. No, they don't. If they did, they would have given him more than a one year contract. He had to have a phenomenal season to keep this job. And even then, it was in jeopardy. Once Messi was on the table, Neville's destiny here was all but sealed. You knew he wasn't going to be here past this year. And once he had a hard start, you knew that he wasn't going to finish this season here. Data is the obvious choice because of the history that he has with Messi. He's had success here in MLS. But he's not going to come from one day to another. They just made this decision to finally let Neville go. If Messi decides to come here... I am almost 100% sure that Tata will also follow suit and be the next coach for Vince Miami.
0: But now we were talking in the last couple of days and there's been some rumors about how uh, we're going to have to front the bill for Messi to play with Barcelona. Nah. Right? Or at least help front the bill. Nah. And then in two years when he's ashes, he's going to come play for us. Right? Nah. Like at that point, so are we going to get the perfect combination of of Tata and Messi and and basically uh, uh, coming in as a, a older person, two years older by the I, way I
1: look maybe maybe I'm being very naive and that could be it. Maybe I am being very naive. but I refuse to believe that trying to start like the, this global brand or whatnot that they're gonna put a pause on it for two years or everybody says eighteen months, but 18 months would mean that he would be coming over in January. He's not gonna leave Barcelona. the middle of a season that's not going to happen so either comes in 12 months or in 24 months he's not coming in 18 and he's not coming in six so it's either next year or in two years and i don't want 38 year old messi in two years and i don't think that i I would assume that jorge mas and david beckham and all these people making these decisions are smart enough to know that if they're going to make this global brand that they need to start winning soon because it's turning into a joke because they said they were going to be a global brand. Beckham said he was going to attract the biggest players in the world. The biggest player he's attracted is Higuain. And nobody wanted that guy. Like, we, we jumped on the ba- on the bandwagon because, you know, it's, it's Higuain. That's all we got. He has a good history in Italy. You know, whatever. But nobody wanted him. That's not the guy that we had in mind. So you're telling me, oh, that's it? You're going to get fans to, to, to buy into this franchise because we can wait for Messi in two years while we're sitting in temporary drive pink stadium getting rained out every other week no it's not gonna happen well, and we have no yellow lot now thank you very much jv and we have no yellow lot so
0: now we're gonna have to make a
1: mile-long march to the stadium with no Messi.
0: fuck out of here look at jason luna let's bring in gary neville right i mean at this point just get the whole family banned from from miami as a whole south florida just bans all the Nevilles.
1: you know what no you know what chris go ahead finish your thought because i do want to talk about all the nevels
0: no and and i want to i want to bring this up real quick before you get back to it screw tata let's get luis enrique luis enrique i think he was like a like the coach for spain or something I uh, mean is this what we're doing we're just going to dump our hands into the bowl and just grab Maurice we're Riccardo just going to grab was, names he was, here No he was, he was the
1: coach for Barcelona I believe
0: Yeah he was the coach for Barcelona he was the coach for Roma for Celta and then for Spain 2018 2019 2022 Uh <laughs> I mean look it, this is this is getting out of hand We're going to get these we're we're going to get all these names mentioned, we're still gonna stay with an interim coach and we got no players.
1: No, uh, I, I've I've said this a couple times. I really do believe that if data doesn't come, I don't know who's gonna come, but I would like okay, so I have never heard this, and I think I might be the only person that said it. I would like Patrick Vieira to come and be the coach if we can get Tata. He has experience in MLS, he was successful with NYCFC. He when he left to go Coach in Europe. He was, I want to say he was second in the table. Like he has experience and he's been successful. I know he's his two stints over there in Europe weren't good, but I think that because he has experience here and he's been successful here, I would love to see him come back. That's a that's a veteran name. That's that's a big name that people might, you know. When you're gonna try to attract big name players, you don't want to attract big name players and tell them, hey, you're gonna play for Javier Morales. Like, that's not going to work. You need a big name well, to, to, well, for players to want to play for them.
0: Go ahead. Well, that's not going to fit the whole brand of inner miami where they're trying to go big or go home. You know, I don't think it's going to fit the, that brand. And then, you know, if you're not going to carry on the thought, I was just going to bring up this comment here. That,
1: well, that's what I wanted to get into, what, what Bruno just Yeah, like. so
0: yeah. Br- Bruno just mentioned we're bashing Harvey. On the contrary, I'm not going to bash Harvey in any way, shape, or form. Now Yedlin, he's been stepping it up the past couple games, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say that Yedlin's been middling. The
1: the, the only defender I've been pooping on has been uh, Negri, really, because yeah, I I think he's that not a defender, right? Basically, <laughs> he's I mean, not ind- a defender. Individually, I think that we have good players. Just as as a unit, we just haven't been playing well. And I I wanted to get onto the Harvey Neville thing because I thought it was ridiculous that he got booed yesterday.
0: Yeah, Like, I I think think that he's
1: played well. Has he played like like an absolute all-star? No. But I think it's stupid to to go ahead and boo him for no reason. Like, we've said this for the last month, I want to say. If it wasn't Neville on the back of his shirt, everybody would be like, oh, we have a young fullback that has some promise. He has potential. He hasn't looked great, but he hasn't looked bad. He's looked good. He has good moments. I don't understand why people are booing him. It's literally because it has Neville on the back of his jersey. I think that was trash what people were doing. And now, I, yeah. le, and, and let me, before I, I keep going, I do understand that emotions run high. When you're at the games, you got some liquor in you, you see that Neville name, and maybe your emotions get the best of you, and you boo just to boo. So I kind of get it, but I still think it's trash to throw it on Harvey because Harvey has nothing to do with this. I think Harvey's played pretty
0: well. And, and it's like you and I discussed yesterday. You guys gotta understand something. Harvey Neville well, and Phil Neville. Finger? Harvey Neville and Phil Neville are two different people. So mm-hmm. those of you that were booing Harvey Neville, you guys are clowns. That's number one. And number two, if he didn't have Neville in the back of his jersey, you guys would be looking at him just like how you look at Ian Frey. That's a fact. Well, I mean, Ian Frey. That's has a thousand percent better facts. Yes, but he has he has
1: played better than Harvey has. But I, I don't think Harvey's played bad. That's what I'm saying. But they're going
0: to give him the same treatment. They're going to say, oh, well, Harvey Neville is, uh, you know, or let's just say player, Harvey player is uh, up and coming and he's a great defender and he plays well on offense and he passes, he just needs to dribble better. It's the same crap. The same things that they say about Ian Frey and all these other young guys that have all this promise, they're going to say the same thing about Harvey Neville if Neville's not on the back of his jersey. And what you guys did was ridiculous.
1: I don't remember who it was on Twitter. Somebody said, you know, oh, um, they're losing 1-0. And then we put in a defender that's the coach's son. And how are you not going to say it's nepotism or some crap like that? Yeah,
0: yeah. I I think that's clown shit.
1: First of all, I believe he came in for Kristoff. Yeah. That is an offensive-minded substitution. Kristoff isn't going to help you offensively. Harvey can push up. He can help offensively. If you don't see that, you're just complaining just to complain. Harvey yeah. came in to defend, but also assist offensively because he could push up better. He's better with the ball at his feet than Kristoff than is. Now, right. I, I don't remember exactly if they moved Yedlin into to center back and then Neville was playing the, the fullback or it was just Neville playing center back. I, I, I can't get into the details, but I will tell you, if he's playing the back line, and he comes in for Kristoff, it's an offensive substitution, guys. Like, I don't know what to tell well, you.
0: I mean, I'll tell you this much, Danny. I don't know if you're ready for this for this uh, fact burger, but that sounds like a strategic move out of a head coach. I think it's a desperation move, but okay. If you know, like, uh, strategic, what are we doing, guys? He's He's gone, Look Chris. Stop defending him. It's what over. What are we doing now? This is out of hand look calypso tv is kicking in of course la ventanita is kicking in with their fresh coffee campana deserves to get booed deserved to get booed more than neville that is a thousand 100%. percent facts thousand 100%. percent facts.
1: yes yes campana deserves to get booed much more than harvey neville did now if you're booing phil neville i get it but harvey neville yeah. no campana should have been oh, the one God. that was booed yesterday should've because thrown- campana he, he had almost as bad of a penalty kick as Bryce Duke had against Orlando last year. Like, I might have been able to block that. I can't say 100%, but I might have, because, I mean, there wasn't any power behind that. And then to to compensate for that, he started sailing the rest of his kicks the rest of the game, just to prove that he does have some power behind that leg. It's Come on, my guy.
0: Listen, I don't want to say, Stephen, I don't want to, and Stephen's chiming in here in the chat, the whole team was tough to watch yesterday. I don't want to say that the whole team was tough to watch. I feel like the first half, look, I think everybody can agree that the first half was a strong half by the team. And I feel like the second half, they kind of shat the pants. Um, I mean, look, Campana blew a couple opportunities. And I've been hating on Stefanelli. Stefanelli, to me, played awesome yesterday. Awesome. I don't know if you remember the text message I sent you, Danny, where I'm like, now Stefanelli's looking like the 10 that everybody wished that he would have been coming into this team. Because he played better than I've ever seen him play in this whole season.
1: Stefanelli has stepped it up the last couple of games. And then uh, just Bruno, uh, he did clarify for me. And I appreciate that. He said Yellen went to center back. So Harvey was playing fullback. Yellen moved to center back. And again, that's an offensive substitution. Because Harvey was pushing the yeah. ball up, up up the flank. And, uh, and La Cava was probably the only other person to bring in. If you wanted to bring Ugh. somebody in off the bench. Ugh. And... La Cava, what were you gonna have Borgelein, Martinez, Ugh. and La Cava up top? No, Yuck. and then you're still you're still only up one zero. You still need some defenders. Like like the game isn't uh, completely out of reach where you're trying to score two or three goals. It's still one zero, so you
0: have to see. Protect... Go ahead. Yeah, and see Bruno, you and I share names because that's my middle name. But th- that idea right there, should Martinez ever be on the pitch? What has he done? I don't know about that, man. That's a little drastic. You got to keep well, your, you got to keep your best players and and keep them on the field. I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and put borgelin in over Martinez. You're out of your mind. Well, you're out of your Bordelin mind. Put the Clown. Well, yeah, because he's playing like hot garbage. That's why. He, you're telling me it wasn't playing like hot garbage yesterday. He missed like four attempts, dude. Yes. He tried to switch it to his left foot. Like if that was Higuain on the end of that pass that thing is getting blown past the net
1: but but the thing is he was getting the shots off martinez isn't even getting shots off like he's he's not even getting touches really like he's going and looking for the ball in the midfield like it's really rough and and i hate it because i really wanted joseph to kind of just come on and like just spark some magic but it just hasn't been there it just hasn't, and and I think Campana, although he had a bad game, he has been actually creating chances. He's he's been making those runs yeah. when he gets the ball, and he has those opportunities. Martinez isn't even doing that, but I, I again, like you said, I still would put Joseph out there
0: before Borgelin. So, can I mention? I want to mention one thing real quick, and and I want to stick along the same topic of Phil Neville, but I just want to kind of hop, skip, and jump over to Chris Henderson, okay? Because if you've noticed, the influx of players that have been replacing people that have been going down or playing like hot garbage have been academy people. What is Chris Henderson working You're saying
1: that the academy players are playing like like
0: hot garbage? No, 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 no. The people that are playing like hot garbage that are getting essentially replaced by these academy people or the people that have gotten injured – Right? What if what has Chris Henderson done in the background, or what is he working on in order to better this team?
1: He brought in Dixon Arroyo,
0: and I, I mean, he, although but,
1: he hasn't been all all world, but
0: he's he's been a decent replacement for what we were missing with Gregory. I mean, but when but when is it the right time to start questioning Chris Henderson? Right? Because here we are. But, here we hey, are, Chris. Listen, I
1: don't know. I was saying that back listen, in March, and you got you and everybody else was pooping on me for saying it,
0: but listen, now I'm ready for it, baby. I'm ready for it. And all you report, let me tell you something. All the people that go to report on this team, the moment that this press conference happens, you guys better be freaking ready for these questions because if I hear softballs after this after after this meeting or whatever, because today, apparently, uh ownership is going to have like a a a video zoom chat with uh supporter groups right because they're going to tell the supporter groups first before they tell reporters and they publicize it like what are we doing but when they do have this press conference you guys better be ready reporters because if you guys are going to ask shitty questions it's going to be bad news what kind of question would you ask chris i mean but listen i'm not the reporter though that's not okay, my job but like, but like I, I understand
1: uh, what you're saying but what he's already been fired uh, w- one question why wasn't jason christ kept on as the interim that would probably be one question what else uh is, are you looking for a replacement already that's another question i'm sure that's an obvious one
0: all right so uh, there's Steve not too Manuel, much else to ask well i look henderson needs to be questioned i feel like henderson needs to be questioned i feel Let like someone will are in front of the mic i feel like jorge mas needs to be questioned and asked You know, some sort of a question about what what the relationship is between uh, Beckham and and Neville. Is it something that sort of stretched out the tenure for Phil Neville? I mean, I don't know, dude. I I'll post a couple questions later on Twitter. But Steve Munoz mentions here Henderson's primary objective was to set the team up for next season to go big, right? So we mentioned uh, for next season to go big because of. All of these restrictions and this money and here and there and Tam and Bam. We don't have uh, Money Matthew uh, here to talk about that. But, like, come on. You know, Henderson's setting it up for next season. How come he couldn't just hold on to Pozuelo for this season?
1: Chris, you know why. Why, why do you I even mean, ask but, that question?
0: What, what? When is Marsman coming off the books? Because he makes like 85 gajillion dollars.
1: He he is the highest-paid goalie in the league or second-highest-paid goalie. Oh,
0: like that. man, Lalo, come on, Bobby. But
1: look, look I, I think Chris Henderson, I don't think Chris Henderson is making the oh, call on Messi. I think ownership tells him, hey, we're trying to get Messi, so you work around these parameters, and he's doing the best he can. Now, I was shitting on Henderson back in March when I said, they have no replacement for Gregory, and that's unacceptable. And I meant it. But he replaced them with Dixon Arroyo. Then they went up and they brought up Kramashi. They brought up David Ruiz. Like I, I think that he's he hasn't done as bad of a job as I was originally saying. Now that he kind of kind of filled in those spots, we're, we're lacking on defense, he brought in Kamal Miller. Bryce Duke isn't going to get any playing time. So he's an asset that we can trade away. Now, could he predict that Mota was also going to get injured and that Pissar was going to get injured and all of a sudden Bryce Duke would have had some opportunities to play at the 10. No, but you can't predict injuries. So with all that said, he brought in Dixon Royal. He brought in Kamal Miller. Like he's doing his due diligence around the parameters that I think ownership has put on him. So he's working with sanctions and with the owner telling him, "Whatever you do, make sure that what it is that you're doing doesn't jeopardize us getting messy." And I think that that's not easy to work around. So for that reason, I think Chris Henderson's doing the best he can.
0: This is a good point by Caesar. Le hicieron la camita. They made the bed for him. Now I I don't know, man. I think that that is a crock of crap. What you just told me, because the whole Dixon Royal thing. They needed to do that because at some point, Neville is playing freaking uh, Bryce Duke at center defensive midfielder. So, like, of course, there was a panic to bring this guy in.
1: Right, but he didn't just bring any bum off of uh, RSL. Like, he just – he went and he found somebody in South America that was unhappy and was the captain, I believe, of the team at the time. So, it's not like he was a bad player. He came – is he what Gregory gave us? No, but he has been a decent uh, a fill-in. I, I, I'm okay with Dixon Arroyo. He's not my favorite player in the world, but I think he's better than what we had when we had Mota filling in that role. Once Mota started filling in that role, he, he became less effective because he couldn't go back and forth from box to box like he usually does. When they had Bryce Duke filling in that CDM role, that was absolutely atrocious. It so was. Dixon Royer was necessary, and he and he went ahead, and he filled, and he plugged that hole. Like, I think he's doing a good job. Kamal Miller, I think, has been a great addition. McVay wasn't cutting it, unfortunately, even though before the season, everybody thought he would. I thought he would be a good addition in the uh, as a center back, but he's a good third. He's a good fourth. But he's not a good starting second center back next to Kristoff. So he's been addressing holds with the restrictions that he has.
0: And I think he's done a pretty good job considering. Look at this comment by Bruno. We're lacking on making goals. Jean, Stefanelli, Taylor, and all our forwards have to step up their games. Right? So here we are blaming the coach. And we just named like seven players in that comment. I'm exaggerating a little bit. So like what's the deal here, guys? What's going on, Facebook? huh?
1: But Chris, when, when, we're, when we're having a hard time building up the back and we refuse to just play the counter, that at some point is on the coach. Like we should just be playing long balls. When we were doing that against, who was it that we beat? Was it Columbus that we beat playing that way? Like we, we, we aren't good enough to hold possession. We shouldn't have the possession 62% of the game. We had the possession sixty two percent of the game yesterday, and we had how many shots on goal? One. Don't do that. Don't. Why be, not? Uh, Why not? Don't be one of those. We guys. We can't play that way. It doesn't work for us. Let that me ask you. Short passing, building up the back. That's not. You have to kind of structure your your formation, your tactics around the roster you have. Yes, I understand. He had players that got injured. I feel so bad for him. Okay, that's fine. But that, that's those are the cards you're dealt. Figure this shit out. That's why you get paid money, to figure it out. He couldn't figure it out, next man up. Let's see if this next guy can figure it out. If he can't figure it out, next man up. That's the way this works. That's how
0: sports works, Chris. Come on now. Listen, if everybody here agrees with Danny that there was one shot on goal, do me a favor, get in the comments and just put a thumbs up. Just put a thumbs up if you agree with this clown man uh, looking at the stat sheet with one goal, uh, with, with one shot attempt. I mean, we. I mean, did we watch the game, Danny? Did the, everybody else in the chat? Did you guys watch the game? Did you guys watch the game yesterday, or was everybody what, just drunk off of the hiney? What are you gonna say? What are you oh, gonna say? there no. we go, Jason. Boom, dropping it. Drop. I mean, come on, one shot on goal. Like we're just gonna look at the stats and we're just gonna say, "Oh, that was one shot on goal." Oh my god, that was no. Did you not see how many attempts were right in front of the goalie? Literally, right there, right there, right there, in front of the goalie. Chris, Ah,
1: do do you feel like out of those 10 losses in those 13 games, that what you're explaining right now was the case in the majority of them? Because that's what it boils down to. He didn't get fired because of yesterday's performance.
0: I know he didn't.
1: Okay, but, but that's the point. He got fired because the team's been playing like shit for 10 to 15, the whole season, really. I remember I came here after the first two games in the season, and I said, you know what? Those were lucky wins. I didn't think they played that well. And I remember uh, Steve Munoz and everybody was like, ah, oh, how are you going to say that? How are you going to say that? And then we just started losing like crazy. We didn't look that good the first two games. We didn't. And we haven't looked very good. The best game we've had is probably the Columbus game. And that's because we were playing the counter the whole time. Like, yeah, it, it, it was time for a change.
0: So, all right. I mean, do you have any thoughts on the tenure that Neville had with us from beginning to end? Any I, sort of positives or any negatives? Yes. Yeah, of course. But, I, I, Look, let's kind of, let's unpack that a little bit. That,
1: that, that's fine. I, I, I think that he doesn't get enough credit for making the playoffs last year. Last year, everybody called Neville Ball ultra-defensive, right? They were never aggressive. They were always defending last year and playing up the wings, right? And everybody was like, oh, my God, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. As soon as he got Pozuelo in, he changed that. Well, first of all, he benched Gonzalo, which not a lot of coaches would have the balls to do. Big Big move. Big move. Big move. So props to him for that. He played Campana. Campana started playing well. They brought in Pozuelo, and then he said, you know what? I finally have somebody that I can build up the middle with, and he stopped playing up the wings. He started making Pozuelo the center of the offense, and it worked. And that brought Gonzalo Higuaín back to life. And that is on Neville because he changed that. We were always building up the wings until we got Pozuelo, and he didn't just say, oh, we got Pozuelo, but I still want to play up the wings. No, he said, okay, I have he somebody that I I could play off the middle with and then he changed that. So he gets credit for that. And I think it's crap that people don't want to give him credit for that because he does get credit for that. I think he was a big part of the reason. Obviously, Pozuelo is the biggest part probably, but he gets yeah. a big part of why we made the playoffs. Nobody thought we were going to make the playoffs last year, especially the way we started. What was it? We had one point in the first five games and all of a sudden we made the playoffs. Like it's unfair to say that he doesn't
0: get any credit for that. So I give him credit for that. But this season was a disaster. And uh, a lot of people chiming in the chat. We got Mister Miami Knight, which uh, chimes in. The young guy's development also a plus. Which, which well, the fact I, that he gave I the also, young guys a chance. Yes, I also agree with that. Um, you know, Caesar's mentioning he was at the game. It was essentially what your comment says, Caesar. Is it was a complete shit show. We were long seventy meters from defenders to attack. It's a horrible way to play. Super nineteen fifties. And then Bruno chiming in with the Iguain also got in top shape and healed from his plantar. Basically, almost got his freaking knee blown out. Remember, Danny? Remember that play? I... Got his almost got his knee blown out, baby. Yes, I do remember that. Yes. So I look, I I I give and I'm new to this team. I didn't watch this team from the beginning like you did. Um, but one thing I do have to give him credit for is not only adjusting when he got Posuelo. And I feel like he should have gotten more credit last year when we made the playoffs. 100%. But it's easy—it's easy to discount the credit from him, especially when the acquisition of Pozuelo automatically turns into uh, a successful second half of the season, right? So it, it's a little bit of both, and and then you have Iguain finally turning the corner, having somebody that can supply him, you know, with with uh, with good passing this year. I feel like everything worked against him. You had two critical injuries. You mm-hmm. lost Bosuelo from the get. So you knew that you weren't going to have anything solid in the midfield. Campana and, got injured. Yeah, Campana got injured. A couple of minutes before the first game. And look, I'm not sitting here trying to defend Neville in the sense of just saying that it wasn't all his fault. Because he has fault. I'm not going to take away anything from, from the players and and they're they're good, but. He does have fault, but he's not 100% at fault like everybody thinks. No, but look, if
1: out of, was it 29 teams? Out of 29 teams, I look at this roster, and this team shouldn't be the third worst in the league. Listen. It's it's the worst in the East. Like, this team, the roster, it shouldn't be that bad. I think we could all agree, our defensive, our back line is pretty good as as far as individual players. Our goalie, I want to say he's the best in the league. Yeah. So we have a solid defense. Arroyo, a decent six. We have two good strikers. Maybe not Joseph of old, but I still think that he is an above-average striker. Campana, I think, is also. Yes, I understand the midfield is lacking, but David Ruiz has come on. Kramashi has come on. Pizarro, yeah. like, this roster should not be the third worst in the entire league. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and once it becomes that, then
0: somebody has to go. Something has to change. Do you Do you agree with this? With what Caesar says that this team should be third at least? Because I, I'll give I you, know I'll give you like top. I'll give you like top it should eight be a playoff, playoff team. Third, yeah, top nine. The playoff yeah. team.
1: It should be a playoff yeah. team. It should be nine. You know, yeah, I, and, and and to be fair, if we win like two games, all of a sudden we're like ninth. We're back like like in seventh place. Because some people are like, oh, you know, you know, F it. Just throw the season away. Just bring in all the young guys. It doesn't matter. We have no chance. This is a long season. We still got, let's see, we still got like 20 games to go, 19, 20 games to go this season. Like there's still a long way to go. Three, four game winning streak, and all of a sudden you're in the seventh, sixth seed because the East is all bunched up. So this is a long ways from over, and that's why this change needed to happen now instead of in August, because we still have a chance to be in contention for the playoff spot.
0: Listen, we're uh, we're still three points away from getting to eleventh place or or twelfth place. We're still we're we're only five points away from getting into ninth place where Orlando's at.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you talk about Charlotte, um, five points, five points, so five two points wins away. We got we're we're only six points away from being in sixth place over Columbus crew mm-hmm. and Atlantas at twenty four points. We have fifteen. They're only nine points away from us. three wins from us and three losses from them were tied
1: you you get on a hot streak. you you win three four regular season games in a row, and all of a sudden you're back in the playoffs. so no, you you can't just throw away this season because you still have a chance to make some noise. You still have a chance to be a playoff team. so I. I'm, a, I'm glad that they made this move now instead of waiting. I'm kind of, I, I mean, to be honest, I was going to wear, and I'm glad that I didn't make it already, but I was going to wear a, a Neville Laus shirt on Saturday. And again, I know he's a nice guy and everything, but I mean, I feel like the team in the, in the, like the front office needs to start seeing that a little more in their face to kind of see where the fans are at. I mean, and I mean, it won't be necessary now because they did what I find it hard to believe in, the, especially in the soccer culture, because in soccer, especially in Europe, you go off like a, a bad start and you start off two and five, three and six, three and seven. Those coaches get fired quickly. Like the turnaround for in soccer for coaches is insane. So I, I was surprised that he got to to last this long.
0: Well, and Bruno's chiming in here on the comment section. We can still win the US Open Cup. Uh oh and then Bruno, And I hate the US Open Cup. And uh and, and Lucho Lalo just telling you that you're spitting facts, which I I kind of agree with, but not really. But um, Bruno mentioning that hardware, talking about other hardware, we got the Miami Heat that's trying to get that hardware this this series against the Denver Nuggets.
1: Well, that's why we started this episode at 7.30, because
0: tip-off is at 8.30,
1: so we didn't want to run into the Heat game. Uh, do you want to switch over to basketball for a minute or two, Chris? Do you think that he got a chance?
0: I do think that the Heat got a chance. I do think that they can win the series in six games.
1: I think if they're going to win the series, they need to win game one.
0: Oh, that's if a they fact. Lo- if, they need to they steal lose, game, home state.
1: Yeah, if they lose game one, I don't know.
0: Yeah, but, they, uh, need, they need to get game one. They need yeah, to steal. Tonight's big. Field. Yeah,
1: And Lutro, I am with you. I, I, I'm I not a big fan of the Open Cup, and I know people are like, oh, but it's prestige. It's the longest cup in the United States. I don't care. I really don't. But the fact that you do get entry into the Champions League, that does appeal to me because that is the biggest trophy. I, I would say bigger than the MLS Cup. So that I am interested in. So for sure, if we can win the cup and get that, I am with it. Now, Chris, the most important question of the night, Steve Munoz just asked, where the hell are we parking on
0: Saturday if the yellow lot is closed? (laughs) Shit. I I mean, I'll tell you this much. I think that other lots that are next to the park, they sell their tickets or they sell their their parking spaces. I just don't know if I'm going to pay that much for those parking spaces. I'm willing to walk from the orange lot. Or Brown Lot, or whatever that 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 other lot is down the street, like ten miles away. Are they still going to have the fan zone? I imagine they are, because that's like on property. Like that's, that's on crap. property. Like the I wanna, the whole I wanna boycott yellow... the fan
1: zone. I, I, I want to put a sign to just boycott the fan zone until they open yeah. up the other lot again. I understand yeah. that it's out of their hands. It's Fort Lauderdale that that closed it, but still, it's crap. But who um, hangs
0: out in Fort Lauderdale? It it, it is crap. What, what do people Suppose do in it, Fort Lauderdale?
1: They're gonna build a park there or something.
0: Ah, uh, how big of a park is that gonna be? And who the hell's mm. gonna go to that park? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just don't know enough about Fort Lauderdale.
1: You know what, Chris? And but, I'm not sure why you and I didn't consider this, but we should probably talk about DC United since it's the
0: game coming up on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Uh well, DC United. I was talking to my son about it, and I think that for sure we're gonna steal we're gonna steal the win against DC United. I can't wait for this game, not only because Uh, It's a home game. But it's also for the fact that this is going to be the first game that Neville is not coaching your Herons. So that's going to be pretty entertaining. You're going to have a lot of people looking into this uh, game. We got Lucas uh, wishing everybody a good evening. And uh, look at this. And Wayne Rooney, right, coming into Miami. He's not going to see his old chop, Phil Neville. So... Yeah, I'm looking well, forward to that game for sure. I, and they're well, in eighth I, place. So
1: I, I did tell you, Chris, that I, I do believe that a new coach brings a new energy to a team. And usually, when this happens in all sports, like it could be one of those teams that starts off a basketball season like 2 and 18 in the first 20 games. They fire the coach, and then a new coach comes in, and they'll win the next two games randomly. It just brings a new energy. And for that reason and that reason alone, I think we win on Saturday. Now, I, I don't know what this is going to look like. If it would have been Jason Kreis, I know that when he was running RSL, I know he liked to play with the Diamond. When he was with NYCFC, for those of you that don't know, before Inter Miami became a uh, – uh, what was before they were announced, I was an NYCFC supporter. So I know Jason Kreis pretty well because he was the first manager for NYCFC. And after the first year, everybody wanted him out, and he didn't last past the year. So I wasn't necessarily excited about having him as the interim coach here. I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to look on Saturday, but I'm excited. And I do think that with this new energy, you're going to see a rejuvenated squad. And I, I think that we're going to do well. Don't be surprised to see Noah Allen out there.
0: Well, and, and Lucas is asking how I'm doing. I already cried into two handkerchiefs. So that's how I'm oh, doing. You got, you got to rewind this back and watch that, Lucas. Yeah. And uh, all of our coaches are Argentine now. So we're building, I guess, a, a, a Latino culture. Well, that, that that is also Argentinian, so there we go. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know. I don't know, Steve. Javi Morales sounds more tactical. Like, what, what am I going to do with that? What am I going to do with he sounds more tactical? What do I do with that, cafecito? Come on, man. man.
1: I don't know what he sounds like. I just know that he's a former player, played for Russell Lake, and I know that he's, Develop these young kids that are getting playing time now so I, I i'm excited to see him i don't know where or how exactly i'm going to get there oh and can can we bring up one more thing now that we're, we're kind of done with the full neville talk i'm kind of annoyed that not more people are bitching about not having a roof or a roof being announced for the new stadium this needs to be a movement kind of like yes. the neville out movement queremos techo hashtag get almost, we need a roof because we're now in june and you know the rain delays and the lightning that's coming and that is so effing annoying and this needs to be addressed because i want no parts of this i want no parts of all these rain delays and then yesterday they we were like oh and i didn't go to the game because of the stupid rain so i stayed but i got the message that said hey by the way there's a rain delay gates are closed stay in your car What What about the people that Ubered there? What about the people that took the bright line there? What are they supposed to do? They can't stay in their car.
0: They didn't bring their car. How about you give us a goddamn roof? I think that that does need to be a big movement. We need that. We need that roof, guys. If the Miami Marlins can be able to do that, we can muster up enough cocaine money and get that thing done.
1: A hundred percent. Get with Miami FC or Rana FC or whatever they call them, Rana Furniture, as Steve Munoz calls yep. them. Get with them. Figure out how it is that they're still in business, and I'm sure we can figure out how to get a roof on that stadium. And don't give me that crap that they have on what's this, what is it, Hard Rock Stadium, the Dolphins play, where it's like a little tent around, but it's still open. Don't give me that. We'll, we'll still get rain delays.
0: Let's we'll still get and, the lightning delays. Yeah, it's that's still going to be terrible. And look at look at Money Stat Matt over here. Morales is is mid as fuck, right? So now we're just counting him. So what are we doing, Matthew? So we're just counting him in for the next couple days. He's just going to be here a couple weeks. He's a substitute teacher. That's what that's but, what's happening. He,
1: he's a stopgap until we bring in our permanent guy. And again, I, I'll, I'll reiterate, Tata. I believe if Messi decides to come, Tata's coming also. And if neither one of them come, I would really like to see Patrick Vieira. Nobody said it. Maybe it's it's a random thing that I'm bringing up, but I think he would be a great fit. Listen, Steve
0: Munoz said that you look like that. You look like Morales, so I think what we're gonna do in reality is we're gonna go beat up Morales, and then you can go coach this team. You think I can sneak in there? I think you can. I you think you can. I think you can sneak in as a Morales look. You think guy. he looks like me? Uh, I. Uh. You just got to trim the beard a little bit, Papa. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I don't think so. Let's do it. We'll beat him up, and then you can go coach the team. <laughs> I can't coach no team. What <laughs> the hell? So what do you see the prediction to be against uh, DC United? There's our coverage. 2-0. Uh, I say 2-0. I think we come out with some energy. Uh, you
1: saw how um, upset <sighs> Joseph was. At the end of the game,
0: but and and Steve was talking about that. He said that he was saying uh, "no puedo no más" or mas. something, like, and I, I don't know, man. I don't know what he was saying. He was speaking very quickly. I could tell. I I told you that a couple of games ago. That it
1: was the first time that I saw him demonstrative, throwing up his arms, very Iguainish. Um. Yeah. So I was surprised that he was doing that a couple of games ago. So maybe he is getting fed up. Oh man, JV is coming out the block look i'm trying to be conservative but i really do think it's gonna be a big win uh, and maybe it's gonna be pie in my face and we'll talk about it on monday when we have a, a Trav from trap chats on here on monday with us as our special guest but i i really do believe that a new coach brings a newfound energy a new voice and i think that we're gonna come out and perform and dc united aren't necessarily world beaters dc united is what five five and six so they have five draws and six losses. They have 20 points. Uh, so they're not, like I said, they're not world beaters. And they've just recently beat Galaxy 3-0. Galaxy is the worst team in the league. They lost yeah, to probably. Toronto, which is a shit show right now. So if they lose to Toronto, they could lose to us. And they drew with Montreal, which I mean we just recently saw, and they're not necessarily that great either. Um, so I'm
0: not worried about DC United. I think that we could beat them. Listen, Steve is telling us that Trav's a big Phil fan. That's yeah. secretly why we're having him on here, that's, but not that's so much. Not what we're having anymore. him on. <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> Not what we're having him on. But I'm
0: sure he would have been interested to talk to today. You know what? I I cannot wait. I really hope we win this game. But imagine how the Facebook group, and all of you fans out there. I need to join this Facebook Neville. group that
1: you talk about so much.
0: Listen, I, I man, yeah. You You're should. always talking you about should. the
1: Facebook group. I need to join this Facebook
0: group. Because, man, they're just so flippy floppy. Like, there's only a couple people that are, like, really consistent, which is, like, nice. But, like, everybody's just all over the place. It's literally just throwing, like, wet toilet paper all over the room. And if this team loses big on Saturday, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to to look online to see all the commentary. I cannot wait. You know,
1: you know what sucks about this is that I know that deep down inside you hope we lose on Saturday. I, I know you do. I know you. I know you very well, Chris. I know that a party was like, yeah, I want them to win, but deep down you won't say it out loud. But you want to come in here on Monday and just start yelling about how he lost. He lost.
0: Look at look at Connor is the next Mister Cleo here. Not even a Miami fan. He saw this coming for a while. Connor, we need well, you to Connor, get on with us then.
1: You you're not you're not the only one. Believe me, a lot of people saw this coming. we were just surprised that it was taking so long. And I don't know how much longer it could have gone. All right, Chris. Oh, uh, oh and Matthew went to Montreal. He got to, oof, Montreal. How was that? Well, look, I'm talking to him through chat. Yeah. I'm going to, to start asking. Yeah. All <laughs> how right. was it? Yeah. All right, Chris. you got anything else for the people
0: here? Uh, let's go Heat tonight. Mm-hmm. And see you on Saturday with a Phil Neville's Inter Miami Herons. If it
1: rains on Saturday, we're we gonna make that that long march. Is that going to be the new tradition? You know how some teams march to the games? Is that why Inter Miami did that? To force us to march? Yeah. Because, I mean, we have no other choice. Bring your drum set, Chris.
0: I'm bringing it.
1: Bring your drums so we can march from... Where's the orange lot? We're going to march from the orange we're gonna, lot we're gonna, down <laughs> to drive pink.
0: We're going to march from the Bright Line train station. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid. Uh, Phil Neville! Uh,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm very, very upset. Uh, oh, look. I can't. Well, Chris, if you had to. What do you want to see? We'll end it with this. What do you want to see on Saturday?
0: I want to see us do terrible. Oh, my God.
1: All right. I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I hope that we see. Uh, a counterattacking offense. I kind of wish we had somebody on here that follows the the academies. And, and I know that I want to say um, Inter Miami podcast does a pretty good job of keeping us up to date with with the academies. So shout out to them. I wish I would have asked one of them to come on because I'm not too familiar with Javier Morales and, and how he plays. So I'm kind of curious what he's going to look like. I would like to see a two-striker set with Campana and Joseph, but kind of playing the, the counter-attacking system, and we'll, we'll see. And Matthew said that he follows the academy, but that can't be good because he said that Morales is mid. So we'll see. And um, and I, we're gonna have to ask Than and and Trav, but we don't have them on here right now, and they haven't joined, so we well, can't. So maybe maybe they'll have something on. I know that um, Solana and. Um, uh, oh, my God. The the name of his his show is, is slipping me right now. But I know he's coming on this either right football. now or soon. This is football. And he might have some info on it. I know they're coming on tonight. So you can check them out, see if they have any info on Javier Morales. All I well, know is that he ran with the academy players. I, I, I'll
0: tell you one thing I am looking forward to, to, to speak seriously. I'm waiting to see if this new coach and new coaching staff is going to do something different to bring out the talent from the midfield. And I wonder if Pizarro is coming back. That's a good question. He might be. So he, he not only be. are we not only could we possibly see Pizarro back, but then now we can hopefully come to see if the midfield plays a little differently under a different system with a different coach. Blah, 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 whatever.
1: Well, Vice City, uh, they joined. Uh we're also behind Morales. Well, I am. Chris isn't, I guess. But I'm behind them. Look, if he has experience with the young guys, and he has now been with the team for half a season almost, so he has a, re- a rapport with the veterans, he has a good relationship with both the young and the older guys, he's going to know how to use these guys. He knows how to use the younger guys better than Neville ever did. Neville probably came to him asking for advice on how he could use these young guys. So I think he was the perfect interim coach better than Christ. I think he was the perfect person to bring in to run this team until we get our permanent coach, which, you know, is coming down the line. It, which it, is messy. Gonna, well, it, well, a lot of it's going to depend on Messi, and and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm sure that whenever we get, whether it be data or whoever we get, whenever that happens, it's going to be no problem for him to go ahead and continue being an assistant coach. So, and, and everybody is going to be out there on Saturday. I, I feel like there's going to be a new energy in the stadium on Saturday I think that the team itself will be playing with a lot of energy, and just with that energy alone from the crowd and the players having that new voice in the locker room, I think we win. And once we win, all of a sudden things are looking a little up. And who knows? Maybe we run a a one- or two-game win streak, and, and we'll take that from there. What do you think, Chris?
0: I think that hopefully we'll get the win. The midfield plays better. I love you, Phil Neville.
1: Look, we have D.C. United, then we have Birmingham on Wednesday, and then we have New England the following Saturday. We, we've we already beat New England. We um, How'd that go I with think, Montreal? You're right. But I think we could beat <laughs> D.C. United. I think we could beat Birmingham, make it to the semifinals of the U.S. Open Cup, and then New England, you know, I think we, we should. I don't know. I, don't, I can't even predict anything, really, because I want to see how this guy plays the team. But I think that we're, we're going to be all right. I think we're going to be all right.
0: Anything else for the people, Chris? Get to the Heat game. Go this Saturday. Drive pink. Show your support for the badge. I can't wait to see you guys out there. It's going to be a freaking blast. For those of you that are
1: on the chat, I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys joining us. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, thank you for joining us all the way to the end. If you are listening, thank you for listening all the way through. And we will be back on Monday with uh, our special guest, Trav, from Trav Chats to talk about that first win under Javier Morales. Until then, go Heat, go Herons, and we'll catch you guys on Monday. I
0: love you, Neville!